This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That might not be true. I just know that there's sour cherries in there and they taste really good. Hi everyone, my name is Caitlin Carbonic and you're listening to That's Food from CJSR, revealing the story of Edmonton's food, one meal at a time. I'm here today to talk to you about Ukrainian food. Like many people of European descent around Edmonton, I am part Ukrainian. I'm not even sure what generation I am, but I do know that the Ukrainian side of my family has been in Canada since about 1900. There have been many waves of Ukrainian immigration to the prairies since then. I don't have a super strong connection with my Ukrainian heritage. The Ukrainian food I have experienced is mostly Chimo pierogies and borscht, which are great. Shout out to Chimo. Did you know that Chimo is a local Edmonton-based company? But I feel like there has to be more to it than that. My question for today's episode is, what is Ukrainian food? To answer this question, I reached out to Kristina Struletz a first-generation Ukrainian from here in Edmonton, and possibly the most Ukrainian person I have ever met. Yeah, so my name is Kristina Streletz. Uh, In Ukrainian, that's Kristina Streletz, and I'm a third-year engineering physics student at the University of Alberta. I eat a lot of Ukrainian food as a first-generation Ukrainian immigrant who's also spent a lot of time in Ukraine as well. So I've tried a lot of Ukrainian food and like eating it all the time. So yeah, that's me. Also, my pronouns are she, her. But yeah, both my parents are from Western Ukraine. They're both from separate regions. So my mom's from, I believe, the westernmost province because it borders on the, it borders with you, with Poland. So she's from Nivivska Oblast and she's from a small village called Misdechiv. And my dad's from Western Central, Moresk region of Ukraine. And uh, I believe his pro- the province my dad's from borders with Romania or very close to bordering with Romania. So he's from Ternopilska Oblast. And he's from a small town called Pershchiv. So yeah, yeah, I'm probably Ukrainian. I speak Ukrainian. I'm not super fluent, but I try really hard enough to like hold conversations with my family members and stuff. I would go to Ukraine every summer to, um, you know, stay with my Ukrainian relatives and get to know them. So every summer for like two to three months, I would spend in Ukraine. And then here in Edmonton, I've been involved with a lot of local Ukrainian organizations. Um, I'm heavily involved in a lot of like the Ukrainian events that happen in the community. I, as a kid, I did Ukrainian dancing. I went to Ukrainian Saturday school. I did the Ukrainian bilingual program. I sing and also as a kid, I did like Ukrainian drama group. And now I perform with like a Ukrainian uh, music ensemble that sings traditional Ukrainian folklore music. And yeah, yeah. And then I'm also a part of a an orchestra where we play Ukrainian traditional music. So yeah, that's me and my background. (laughs) I'm curious, what's it like being a first-generation Ukrainian immigrant in Edmonton? 
I mean, in Edmonton, there's a really strong Ukrainian community, which is really nice. Just because we have like a lot of, we have like more than one like like community hall and stuff. We have two in Edmonton. So it's a very strong Ukrainian community. We also have the Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies here at the University of Alberta. We have just so many Ukrainian organizations and stuff here. So so yeah, it's it's quite nice. You sounds like you have like a really diverse experience of Ukraine and Ukrainian culture. Yeah, so I would say I've definitely had like tried both a lot of like the Canadian diaspora experience and the in Ukraine Ukraine experience. So I would say yeah, it's a pretty unique position to be in. Like I don't get the entire like Ukrainian culture because I would only spend the summertime in Ukraine. And I would spend it with my relatives. So I'm not necessarily, you know, every year I go and there's like new lingo and slang slang words, just like there are in any language that, you know, you need to catch up to. But yeah, it's definitely like a, a, a unique experience of Ukrainian culture. What sort of foods did you grow up eating? So uh, growing up, um, my dad mostly cooked. He would cook like non-traditional foods. He would just cook stuff that, you know, kids would eat um so i i had like you know frozen pierogies and like uh pinmeni which are like the russian meat dumplings from the russian import store and then because i also spent like two to three months of my childhood in ukraine um my paternal grandmother is a really great chef so i would you know when you're in ukraine you're gonna eat ukrainian food so i definitely uh, my favorite soup still to this day is borscht, which is, um, I believe it's Ukraine's national dish. It's a beet soup and there's many ways you can cook it. I, My dad's actually from a town called Borshtyuv, so it kind of gets its namesake from the dish. And my grandma makes really good borscht. And I know sometimes my dad will make it or my mom will make it, either or. So grew up eating like borscht all like Ukrainian foods as a kid I was very very picky eater for some reason so mm-hmm. my parents had to cook blend rice and ha- be happy that their child ate uh it took me getting like to my teen years to eat some like non super boring food but when <laughs> I was in Ukraine there wasn't as much of an option for me to be super picky but I also would just eat like plain noodles because I, I don't know I was a child <laughs> um but for, I do remember as a kid still really, really loving um, like borscht. It's my favorite thing still. And in Ukraine, I remember as a kid, I really loved going to Posata Khata. It's not like the most authentic. Ukrainian people listening to this will be like, it's Posata Khata. But it's like a cafeteria place where they have like Ukrainian food. So I really liked going there and they had like a wide variety of Ukrainian foods. Like there's this dish where it's like a crepe stuffed with, it has like a meat in it and it's folded into a triangle and like you fry it in an egg batter. I don't really know if it's Ukrainian food, but I ate it in Ukraine and my grandma made it. She called them krokete, other people call them other things, but I really like those. So I ate a lot of those growing up as a kid, ate a lot of beet soup, uh, pierogies. And then, like I said, I also didn't only just eat Ukrainian foods. I ate like, you know, whatever, pasta, chicken, (laughs) rice. So yeah, because you have such a cool, unique Ukrainian perspective. How would you describe 
like Western Ukrainian food versus Eastern? Or how would you describe how things are different across Ukraine from what you know? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that much about Central and Eastern Ukraine because none of my relatives live there. <laughs> so I can, I can speak to Western Ukrainian food and other Ukrainians from other regions will be like, we don't eat it that way. So there's your differences. But um, I don't have to be specific. It's be not, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know, even like generally, everybody just like puts in different ingredients in different dishes and everyone swears that their way is the right way to make a certain dish or whatever. So like, I know when you're making borscht, which is the beet soup, you need to add some sort of acid to the soup to brighten up the beet soup. Mm-hmm. And so I know uh, my mom and where my mom's from in their village, uh, they like adding lemon to brighten up the soup, like lemon juice. And I know how my grandma makes it in like her part of Western Ukraine. She does it with like tomatoes to add in the acid. She prefers like the flavor of it that way. And it's just prepared slightly differently. Obviously, usually the soup is just kind of made with what you have available, not any particular way, unless it's for a major holiday or something like that. But yeah, every like it it even varies like family to family. Like there is a um a traditional we call you the English translation is wheat porridge that we eat for Christmas dinner and like for example my mom makes it and serves it and we eat it cold and my aunt her sister serves it warm so and like it's 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 hard to say like any specific differences like the foods are pretty similar I'm sure there are differences in like eastern Ukraine and central Ukraine I just really haven't had as much of an opportunity to be there and like, like, you know, know what the difference is. What would you like describe a, like a typical prairie banquet, Ukrainian banquet meal? Yeah, sure. So you would have had it before. Yeah. So you would have like pierogies that just kind of, or like kind of what you get at a Ukrainian festival. You'll have pierogies with like potato and cheddar in them. That's always the classic one. And then you have sausage, some sort of sausage um, and sour cream and like onions. And if the places like the banquet hall is like adventurous and testing the public's taste, they might add some sort of like sauerkraut but that isn't so often but they'll also have uh cabbage rolls usually sometimes they'll have them with meat sometimes they'll have them without meat so i'd say that's like the classic classic like ukrainian platter you get anywhere and then i would say like from that um just in general uh ukrainian pierogies you can have like pretty much any filling in them so I would say that's kind of like a main difference here. People kind of only stick to like potato and cheddar and that's pretty much it. Uh, I know at home we make our own sauerkraut. So we do sauerkraut filled pierogies mm. and yeah, those are really good. Um, and we also do, uh, you know, pierogies with potato. There's nothing wrong with potato cheddar. It's fine. It's great. Just there's so much more. <laughs> um, so uh, people here also have uh, progies with blueberries. Blueberries just don't, people don't grow them in Ukraine because it's a, they just, they just weren't there. So we usually make them with sour cherries, but uh, yeah. So yeah, there's like lots of different types of pierogies, which I would say is kind of a, kind of a difference. They kind of tend to be 
more on a monolithic side here, but I guess it's just to appeal to a like wide, like wide audience of people. But I know a story. My sister went to the Ukrainian mountains once. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. I need I need to go one day there with her. And she talked about they went to this restaurant in the mountains and they had Ukrainians with they had pierogies with like pretty much every filling there. And like you paid for your food by like weight (laughs) of like the different pierogies you got. So yeah, it was just like a restaurant just with a bunch of different pierogies in them. So yeah, that would be like the the main thing. And then also they have um, borscht usually to add up typical banquet hall sorry weird tangents but yeah um so tell me about sour cherry pierogies you mentioned them yeah so uh it's a really popular dish to have in the summertime uh in ukraine and kind of like a as like a dessert pierogi so yeah you just kind of pit sour cherries and you put them in pierogies and you boil them some i think i can't i may i should have confirmed this before this Sometimes you add like a bit of sugar to the cherries. So, um, you know, you get the good juices flowing and you can also, you usually have them with like some sour cream and maybe some sugar sprinkled on top or something like that. They're really, really good. And yeah, it's, they're just like, they're just, they're just pierogies with like sour cherries inside of them. I think they're really good. They remind me of like warm summer days because my grandma would make them. They're very nice. <laughs> They're very nice. That sounds so good to me. And they also seem like, because you said that they were more, they're more, they're more popular in, in Ukraine, right? Yeah, I would say they're more popular in Ukraine. They're not, it's not something that's tip, you would typically get like at a banquet hall here or something. Yeah, but, but I also feel like they would just fit so perfectly. They would. The they they would. Mm-hmm. You know, we grow so many sour cherries. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be like a really good fit. I think. And then someone's probably going to listen to this and be like, wow, this girl doesn't know how to make anything. She said you put sugars with the cherries before you put them in the pierogi. So that might not be true. I just know that there's sour cherries in there and they taste really good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think with like banquet hall and like stuff at stuff at like heritage days and stuff, you just want to make sure like that the food sells and that people consume it so they try to go for the most like generalized things as you can that like the public will enjoy the most mm-hmm. although i do wish stuff like sour cherries would be there sour cherry progies would be there because they're really good it, yeah i guess they're yeah. going for like what people consider to be classic ukrainian food yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah or whatever that is here yes I yes know. i know i think we should probably like we I'm shall down, be down. more adventurous with our palates and try yes. something different. Maybe we can like set up a stand at Heritage Days and make sour cherry and pierogies. Oh yeah, it's like a workshop. That's a good <laughs> idea. Oh, I would just like to say that Edmonton recently uh, we opened up Malina Bakery, which is the Ukrainian bakery where they serve like different they serve a really good cakes but they also serve like classic ukrainian like street foods and like pastries and stuff so i would really highly recommend that to anyone in edmonton to check out malina bakery and the different stuff they have like they 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 actually sell potato pancakes which is cool and they sell like um beet soup and stuff and they sell pierogies and stuff but they also sell 
like classic Ukrainian street foods, which is really nice. So they have these things called perishke, which are just these buns, uh, like these bread buns, and they have different fillings filled in them. I know the owners are from central Ukraine and that like the dough they use to make their perishke are like, are from, it's like from their like the owner's grandmother's recipe for that dough. It's really good. It's like very classic street food dough. I highly, highly recommend it because it like if you want to try something that's not, if you've had pierogies and you've had cabbage rolls and you want to try something different, that's something I would really recommend. I guess what I thought was interesting was how there's so much diversity in in Ukrainian yeah mm-hmm. and it, but there's also a lot of opinions there's a lot of opinions everyone has their opinion on what is quote unquote the right way to make a certain dish or what is quote unquote canon so to speak in certain <laughs> dishes but I've learned to realize that it's so dependent on where you're from and to not kind of like gatekeep that opinion and just to be more open and broad and just kind of be like, yeah, they make it that way. I make it my way. Both are good and both are Ukrainian and they're both the right way to do it. They're just different ways. So yeah, I wish everyone had that opinion, but uh, I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing to argue about. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, I guess at some point it can be, I find it kind of charming when people argue over things like. Food. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, nice, nice, nice. Like not the most like serious argument in the world. So what is Ukrainian food? Well, it turns out that the answer is not really cut and dry. Ukrainian food is super diverse, with differences between regions and even sometimes disagreements between family members about what is the best way to make a particular dish. As I mentioned at the beginning, I'm not super involved in my Ukrainian heritage. Most of the time, I feel like a pretty terrible Ukrainian. However, it is super nice to know how rich and diverse Ukrainian cuisine is. Mostly, I think that Ukrainian food is delicious, and I'm excited to explore more diverse Ukrainian cuisine. And that's it for this episode of That's Food. Today's episode was produced by me, Caitlin Karbonik, with help from the That's Food team. Our music is by Doug Hoyer. You can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and on our website, thatsfood.transistor.fm. You can contact us at thatsfood at cjsr.com. We are That's Food CJSR on Facebook and Instagram. That's Food is produced at CJSR in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. But is it food? That's food! Again, I'm not counting down. I'm not counting it down. <laughs> Wait, we're not much. counting?